Welcome to the One Strong Mama podcast, the no BS show that's not afraid to get real about all things pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond. We're talking with visionaries who are challenging the status quo and changing the world one pregnancy and one birth at a time. I'm Lindsay McCoy, mama four, exercise physiologist, doula, and childbirth educator. My passion is making pregnancy, childbirth, and recovery better. And I'm also passionate about coconut LaCroix. And I'm Lauren O'Hayan, a mom of three girls, lover of all things tropical. I have never had coconut LaCroix, and I am known for my work with the core and pelvic floor. Today, we are talking to Jada Shapiro, master doula, childbirth educator, lactation consultant, about how to adapt to giving prenatal care during these turbulent times. Yeah, we also talk with her about how to support your clients virtually. It's really about how to, as a doula, adapt what you're doing to support what's going on right now. Absolutely, adapt is the key word here. So without further ado, let's begin. Jada Shapiro is a birth and postpartum doula, child birth educator, lactation counselor, birth photographer, mother and stepmother, hashtag goals. She is also (laughs) the founder of Boober, a health tech startup with the best name on the planet, where expectant parents and new families find experts and pregnancy to postpartum care providers. She is also the founder of Birthday Presence, New York City's most trusted source for childbirth classes and doula training, which I can say, and I'm not done reading your bio, but years ago (laughs) when I first started having babies, that was the case. So I'm so impressed with your long track record. Jada also advises leading actors about childbirth and breastfeeding for major films. She is a media expert on pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, lactation, and newborn parenting. She is also what all of us want to be when we grow up apparently. Oh, <laughs> Dada, I just want to thank you. Um, thank you so much for being here. I am saying your name correctly, right? Jada? Jada. 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 Okay. Jada. Sorry. I take it all back. No, Jada. Pretty, pretty close. Um, <laughs> thank so you so much for having me. We're excited to have you, especially me, because I feel like your name has been on my radar for a thousand years. And today we're really focused on Corona and what's going on with Uh, doula care and prenatal and postpartum care. So we are really going to try to stay focused on our conversation with providing very useful information tips about the ever-changing world of prenatal care. Um, So if we could start with, well, let's start with your beginnings. I mean, I read your bio and that was amazing, but do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your beginnings? And um, I especially want to hear about Boober because the name alone is my favorite. Amazing. So good. Absolutely. Um, So Boober actually grew out of my first company. So I'll talk a little bit how I got into this line of work in the first place. I started Birthday Presents in 2002, um, a few years after a friend of mine actually got pregnant and invited me to her birth, which, you know, blew open my mind, changed my life. I I was going to be just her photographer. I had just gotten a camera and she said, you know, if you want to come and take pictures of my birth, that would be great. And I thought, sure, that sounds amazing. So I showed up at her her birth and I walked in. I remember I waved high thinking like, okay, let's hang out. And, you know, she ignored me completely and was sitting on a birth ball, leaning over her her bed. And there were 19 other people there. There were 20 of us in total. So it was really- 20 people at her birth? 20 people, yeah. Wow. 
So it was amazing. And all of us literally surrounded her as, as she was pushing her baby out. And it was really long, arduous labor. And we were all there. And when this baby came out, I mean, we just, the, the emotion in the room, you know, the laughter and the crying, it was so intense and so beautiful. Um, and it really, really changed my life. Um, a year later, another friend of mine got pregnant. And, you know, I said, I've been to this birth. It was so amazing. Can I come help you? Um, can I be there to take pictures? And so she invited me. This time it was just me and, and her husband. And I ended up being her doula without knowing. I still didn't know the word doula yet, actually. I held her hand. I rubbed her back. I did, you know, I said, I said encouraging things. And I just sat there, really, um, and supported her through that. And then got deeply, you know, I started to learn and read everything I could about childbirth um, more more and more and I ended up at a doula training. Um, I ran into somebody actually at a, I went to a birth conference on the Upper East Side in New York. Somebody saw me and said, you take my, you get off at my subway stop. I was like, yes, I do, but that's strange that you would recognize me. And so she <laughs> said, well, I'm having a doula training in three days. And I was like, oh, what? So I was invited to this doula training down the block from my house and um, I showed up and three days later, my, you know, my mind was completely blown by, I had always been interested in women's health. Um, I was very interested in it in college. Actually, I, I guess I should back up and say I did do, I did my senior dance thesis about the medicalization of childbirth. So I had an interest mm. somewhere in there, but I, I came, you know, I really learned so much in the doula training and I couldn't believe how, how little choice and what little options people thought they had and how little people knew about birth and that they didn't realize that it was normal to stand up and move around and lean forward and, and maybe squat or try a sideline pose or just do anything different than what we always see on TV, which is just show up and lay on your back. And so, you know, I, I started telling everybody um, that I had taken this doula training or, you know, people were like, oh, what training? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I do know a pregnant person that might be interested. And so I just went to a ton of births that summer and I, I delved into my doula career. I realized pretty quickly that people were not um, super educated about their choices and options. I was spending so much time with my doula clients talking to them about what choices they had in the hospital and what options were possible that I soon became a childbirth educator. And then we opened birthday presents. We created, a, I used to teach out of my apartment and then enough people came to my classes that we opened a space. <clears throat> and once we opened the space, we just really became a center for, for childbirth education, for community, for connection, for parents going through this. We started training doulas um, more and more. And now we train 125 to 150 doulas per year. And it's, it's really been, you know, quite an incredible journey. And through that time, um, over the last few years, Boober really grew out of birthday presence because I had so many childbirth education students who, you know, we would teach also, we started teaching, I should say, we started teaching childbirth classes fully, um, childbirth classes, breastfeeding, newborn care, infant CPR, lactation, all, all of it. And so many of our lactation students and childbirth students would go home, have their baby, and then they try to find a lactation consultant in New York. Um, and there's a lot of great lactation consultants here, but they're busy because there's so many people birthing here. Um, I would get these texts and desperate calls to birthday presents saying, I cannot find anybody. I called seven people on your mm -hmm. list. I'm desperate. I'm going to give up. And I was like, this cannot be. Let me, <laughs> I know everybody in the city. I'm going to find somebody who's available for you. So I would start texting my friends and my colleagues and I would match them up informally to a lactation consultant available that day. And 
as you know, I started finally, I gave out my cell phone actually on a postcard and I started putting it in all of our class folders. It was just like, when you have a baby, text this number if you need help with anything. And people started texting me and they were texting like crazy and I couldn't keep up with it anymore actually. And so Boober was finally born. I actually told, I told my friend about what I was doing and, and she kind of, she was like, oh my God, that's amazing. You mean like Uber for boobs? Um, oh. <laughs> and I was I like, it. I guess so, yeah. And she, <laughs> so we were like, Uber. So that's, that's kind of how it started. And so since we started, we've now helped over 3,000 families find same day in-person lactation support, which has really been a game changer for people to be able to find the care that they need right when they need it. Um, and so over the last six months, I actually started, we moved all of my doula matching, which we did through birthday presents for years. We used to help people find doulas. That was a big part of my company. We moved all of the birth and postpartum doula matching to Boober. And now Boober is growing into a larger marketplace, as we like to call it, where, you know, or a platform where expectant new parents can find all of their pregnancy to postpartum care providers, like lactation consultants, birth doulas, postpartum doulas. We just launched mental health this week due to the COVID-19 situation. Mm, um, and it has been amazing. You know, people are reaching out, uh, just trying to find support and help. And so we have a variety of, of therapists who specialize in pregnancy to postpartum who are, are taking these calls and able to do virtual visits for people who are not only dealing with the new news, of course, that we just heard, which is that at least in New York City, almost no hospital is allowing partners to join the birthing parents, which is right. Forget great. about the doulas. Not yeah. Even... Forget about the doulas. That right. was last week. And that feels like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, so there's just so much stress and anxiety. Um, so we, we launched that, you know, six months ahead of schedule to, to help support people. That's so awesome. Uber is very New York city based. It sounds like. It is right. Well, it's funny. Now it's not actually. It was until okay, about a week and yeah. a half ago. Okay. Um, New York City and parts of New Jersey and expanding. And we had plans to expand nationally within within the year. Um, but now, uh, now every single support service is virtual. So we spent, you know, I spent the last week and a half completely transforming the companies into complete virtual care. So Birthday Presence now has all live interactive remote childbirth classes and Boober now you can find your lactation consultant, your birth doula virtually, your postpartum support, which is really changing, right? Like what does a postpartum doula do? What does a birth doula do virtually? It's a, it's a whole new yeah. interesting ball game. But I think that's the first question that we should ask you is, so where I live in Minnesota, Currently, right now, partners are allowed in the hospitals, but doulas are not. And then out-of-hospital birth, um, birth centers and home birth, doulas are still allowed, but I f there's a lot of debate amongst doulas about that. So how can we virtually support, like what's a virtual birth doula do? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that is the, the big question is how do I support my, my clients? What does virtual doula-ing really look like? How do I charge? Do I charge the same? Yeah. Do, I, do I charge differently? Um, it is definitely the talk of the doula town right now. And, you know, it's interesting. So I would say it's different for people where the doulas have been banned versus where the partners have been banned. You know, last week we had a lot of different conversations. Um, when doulas couldn't be there, what the virtual doula care would look like. And now, so I think we should speak to both because when the yeah, partner can't be there as well, it becomes even harder to provide virtual care in a traditional yeah, absolutely. sense, right? Because how is, how is a birthing mm -hmm. person supposed to operate 
the, the phone or log into Zoom when they're in the throes of labor, that becomes much harder. Yeah. So that has brought up a lot of really, really hard conversations as well. But since I think a lot of your listeners are all over the place, right? And um, thankfully, in a lot of locations, partners are still allowed. So let's maybe talk first about when the partner is allowed, but the doula is not. So depending on, you know, I, I guess the social distancing mandates are different everywhere as well. Like where we are, you have to be um, fully social distanced. So you can't really do an in-person visit anymore because I know in some places, even where doulas were not allowed into the hospital, doulas are still going to the home. Do you know if that is the case for some of the doulas that you're working with? So in Minnesota right now, I think it, it really depends on the doula. Some doulas, I think there's a lot of debate. Some doulas are going 100% virtual. They're not going to their prenatal visits. And I think others maybe are. And everybody that I have spoken to is honoring social distance at this point. I don't know anybody who's not honoring social distance. We, well, we just got, um, shelter in place to it's starting tomorrow. So I think some people, you know, and there's a debate, we're not healthcare providers, right. but I think some doulas see themselves as healthcare providers and essential in that way. So it's, it's really tricky, but I think most people are going to virtual prenatal visits. I think so too. Now. I think I, I think I'll speak to let's speak to that because that's yeah, that's where most people I think are really shifting toward. And I think you know, in terms of flattening the curve, is really important. Exactly. And Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, I think people are increasing the amount of prenatal visiting that they're doing because Zoom meetings also, whereas you might have gone into somebody's home for two hours or sometimes more, two hours on a Zoom meeting um, can be long. And mm-hmm. we're finding that doing multiple shorter visits. Is, is a better approach. So um, that is what some people are doing. They're also increasing the amount of prenatal visits because there's a lot more concern and anxiety than there ever was before. So I think the role of the doula in the kind of counseling, listening, active listening role is becoming more important. I find that a lot of doulas are also offering kind of a new toolkit almost, right? Like I'm going to go through a lot of physical pain relief techniques that I would normally have, you know, do on you, but I'm going to show them to you. People are doing slideshows of images, you know, it's sort of more, a lot more mini childbirth education almost. And even though a lot of the people are taking the childbirth classes, um, many, many don't. And so being able to show through the video the different acupressure points that work really well that you can either do on yourself or your partner can do. You know, having the couple, if they are a couple, stand up and and do some of the things and really show them. You can share your screen um, once you get good at that. And that's a thing to learn is like getting comfortable with the, the different Zoom tools. Or if you don't want to share your screen or that's hard for you, you can literally pick up a picture and show it to them, right? And just show a lot of the different kind of positions that are useful and the different ways that a partner can, can touch um, the birthing parent. I think that's important. Um, people are then deciding how do they want to work through the labor, right? Some people, and I think most people are kind of leaning toward it, like you can call me anytime, call me, text me, video with me. And it really depends on, on, you know, on the family and what they want. So a lot of people are charging, they're, they're having, they're charging less and kind of saying, you know, you can contact me whenever and we can talk throughout. And then there's other people who are keeping their fee the same And then they're saying, no, literally, I'm going to open my computer. We're going to be on a video chat throughout as though I am with you. 
right? Mm -hmm. So we, we may not talk the entire time. You might do your own thing, kind of the same as how I would be present with you, but I might, you know, we would be sitting in silence for part of that. And so I think people are playing with how, how to do that. My feeling is a lot of people are able to take on actually more clients if it's just like I'm available to you for a phone call anytime. So you might find that you can charge less, but see more people. That's yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think, well, the doulas that I'm talking to are, let's say I have a client who's due in April and I've already taken, I don't know how fee structures work for doulas where you are, but where I live, most of the time okay. doulas are accepting half of the payment upon signing and then the second half around like 37 weeks. So a lot of people are thinking, feeling really guilty asking for the second payment because they're like, I'm not doing the same things. However, they're also doing a lot of other things that they maybe wouldn't have been doing. I know I've been on the phone with anxious clients every day. Right. So I don't know. It's really tricky. It what are your really thoughts tricky. about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I find that a lot of people are moving to an a la carte model where they're actually okay. now kind of charging by the prenatal. Like maybe they'll charge by the hour and what they'll do you know, maybe three one hour visits or something like that. And then they might charge if you do decide to call me in the labor, because not everybody does. I've talked to a few doulas who actually had, were on call fully and paid for. And they had, you know, one of my friends actually said the other day that two different clients actually never called during the whole time, even though, you know, but they liked knowing that they could have called. Yeah. Right? It's an insurance policy for exactly, sure. Exactly. Yeah. On some level. Um, so, but some people are, are trying, are talking about just kind of chunking these into prenatals, postpartums, and then during the birth, depending on, do you want, you know, do you want me to add, be there hundred percent on the video with you at all times? And we'll just keep that going. Or do you want to just be able to call me randomly? And if you want to just call me periodically and randomly, it might cost a bit less than if you want me to kind of stay on the video the whole time. I mean, it's a little tricky. I don't think anybody's fully fully solved this yet. I know a lot of people are charging like 75% or 50% okay. less of what they normally do. Whereas I know other doulas who are saying, no, I'm going to keep my same fee because I'm going to talk to you even more, right? As you just said, sure. you're, you're yeah. feeling a lot of anxiety right now. Um, so I think it depends. I've also talked to a lot of doulas who are like, look, so many people have lost their jobs. I want to offer pay what you can. And I really want to encourage people like, this is not a joke. This is really pay what you can. Like, if you really, if you do have the money and you're doing okay, this is my fee and, and I really need this fee so that I can support, you know, the people who really are not able to do this at this time. But we also have to remember that all the doulas are home with less fees as well to themselves. And they're also taking care of their children potentially while they're doulaing people. It's really tricky. I have to say that the advice um, that I've been giving a lot of professionals right now, and we talked about this on our call yesterday, is that... I think that a mistake that a lot of professionals make when they try to go virtual is they try to create the exact same business model. So how can I offer my services virtually as opposed to how can I offer a different, how can I create different offerings that might have the same goal, that might end up in the same result, but I'm not saying I'm going to give you a three-hour meeting. Like you said, three hours is too much, right. as opposed to thinking, okay, now we've got this layer between us. We've got a screen, a very big layer between us. How do we now not try to do apples to apples? Because that won't work. 
but how do we do apples to oranges in a way that's really sustainable and effective? Yeah. I think that's a really great point to really say, like, it is not the same as mm-hmm. providing your full service in-person care. Right. Um, I think it's been the same thing with our virtual, um, like at Boober, the virtual postpartum doulas, whereas you might have done a four-hour shift, they're mm-hmm. instead saying, I'm going to do four one-hour shifts so that you get a check-in every two hours. So you have me, or every three hours, or whatever feels right, right? So you have me kind of appearing at you throughout the day, because part of what I want to try to do for you is is relieve some of the social isolation that a lot of new moms and new parents feel already, and now they're feeling. Oh it my gosh! Even I, more. so much. It's so hard. So, um, so how do we, or how do you, how do you speak to your clients right now? So I think a lot of our clients are feeling scared, confused, overwhelmed, and I would just like to hear from another doula, like what do we say? What do we not say? You know, cause I think they're feeling very deserted Yeah, and it's not our fault of course, but I think as doulas, sometimes we feel so, we feel so strongly about our clients' births. And yeah. what I keep telling myself and telling other doulas is, you know, we can only control what we can control. You know, we can do our best to support these clients. We can do our best to support them prenatally, but it is going to be different. You know? Exactly. I think, I think the best thing we can actually do for our clients right now is, is talk to them about, you know, this is actually the thing we always teach in our childbirth classes and in our prenatal doula consults, right? Which is that you cannot control the birth and, and how you navigate what gets thrown at you is part of what gets you through it. And you come out on it, you know, you come out through this on the other side, no matter what, you're going to have a baby, you're going to do this, but this is a way bigger curveball than, than even, you know, something that we would have imagined during labor that can often happen and change somebody's plans who is planning to go unmedicated and decides to have an epidural or, or somebody who has to have an emergency C-section, right? So in this case, it's kind of being honest and straight with people and being like, it is okay that you feel really bummed out right now and that you feel really disappointed and that you feel um, confused and anxious about, you know, especially if you've just been told your partner is not going to be there or you've just been told the doula you've been working with for two months is now not able to be there. And I think part of it is allowing and making space for our clients to grieve and, Absolutely. you know, and to really accept that. And then we're able, after they get through that phase, we're able to be like, now that we know this new bit of information, how can we work with this? How can we remain, you know, strong or, or not strong, but do it anyway, right? How can we really navigate this? And I think that's part of like the, the class I, I created that I'm doing now weekly at birthday presence, which is the birthing solo and strong class, right? Okay. Like let's acknowledge this disappointment, but let's also prepare you. Like you can do this by yourself, but you're not totally alone, by the way, you're going to be with your oh, partner, no. yeah. right? You're going to be with your partner at home um, or whoever you are with at home. And then you're going to have, you're going to be in the hospital for this X amount of time. Um, there are nurses there. There are the, you know, we're hoping that the, the doctors and the midwives right now are feeling the situation. Um, I know actually Methodist hospital in, in my neighborhood apparently is putting out the word that they might be hiring some doulas, um, which is a really interesting Interesting. Yeah. Interesting turn. But I think like, so I just did this class last week. We, we announced it three hours ahead of time and kind of put it out there just to see. And 40 people signed up um, to figure out how to birth, you know, on their own. And I, I think it was really great. Like three, 
the class, I was just trying to give people like tips of how you can transform your mindset actually and be able to do this and know that people, babies have been coming out of bodies for a really long time, right? Um, no matter what the circumstance is and then give them tips and tools like talking to our doula, like, you know, doulas can talk to their clients. Like, what can you bring? Like bring up a tennis ball. You can stick that, you know, in your lower back against your hospital bed and give yourself the pressure on your lower back. So we want to give them those like tips and tools to empower them so that they feel like, Oh yeah, that was really helpful. And also it makes your prenatal, even if they don't hire you for the birth as a virtual doula, they just hired you to set them up they feel a lot of value out of this, this way that you, you connected with your clients and really gave them some tools. This episode is brought to you by the One Strong Mama program, the game-changing prenatal and postnatal program that prepares the body for pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Based on the Body Ready Method, teaching birth and fitness pros how to assess and train prenatal clients. Go to onestrongmama.com to learn more. Absolutely. I find that I think as doulas, sometimes we don't realize how much we know. There's a lot of things that we do during the birth and we don't even realize like this is not obvious to the birthing person. They don't realize this position opens the bottom of your pelvis. This position opens the top of your pelvis. And like, I remember my first birth, I didn't have a doula. My partner was there, but, and I had it, you know, the nurse and the midwife, but it was, it, nobody, there was no one telling me, like, nobody convinced me to get out of the bed. You know, I was just like, when you're in labor land, it's so hard for you to, to do things that you should, you know, consciously you should do. Does yeah. that make sense? Like we're in a different place in our brain. Yeah. Definitely. And so the thing that I am worried about is, and I want to ask you about is how can we help our clients or prepare them to mitigate obstetrical violence and birth trauma because there's great providers great providers out there of course but the providers are stressed out to the max pregnant people are stressed out to the max that's not great for this whole fear tension pain cycle and you know i remember my first just being so highly suggestible and you know someone saying we're gonna break your water now and me being like okay right even though like as a prenatal person, I was like, you know, I'm going to ask the right questions. I'm going to, you know, move, I'm going to do all these things. And then I went into labor and it was just like all went out the window because I didn't have, so how can we help? We don't have our, our capacity in our brains at that point. We really don't. Yeah. We're like in the monkey brain, right? We're in the monkey brain. And I think that's where some of the prenatal education is is going to help. I am really worried about obstetrical violence. I mean, it's a huge yeah. part of the problem. We experience it every day as doulas. It's for sure. Um, it's really bad. I'm especially concerned for people of color who are having to go in alone, as we know the stats, um, especially in New York City. And I I think that it, it that is where we also for people who may not have the means or younger people who you know, I've been thinking a lot about this. I've thought about, can we create a doula hotline um, where people can call in, you know, but again, are they in their monkey brain or what do you do then? And um, besides being educated ahead of time, if you are, if you are on your own in that, in that case, maybe you can pull out your phone and call somebody, but that's even really challenging. Um, You know, so This yeah. might be where having a doula on the line with you yeah. throughout the process can mitigate some of the fear around that. 
I think so. And I think, you know, I think prenatally, again, like if we can reach people earlier or we can have reasonably this, I guess I've been one of the brainstorms I've had for Boober, we've been talking about, can we have some fairly low cost membership that allows you to call an expert at any point throughout the, the process. And that's something that that doulas out there might want to think about as well. Can they have some kind of paid monthly amount that allows access, you know, to you, to a group of you where it becomes like you can rotate kind of call shifts on the phone um, and allows people to have some kind of, of access um, to care and, and or, you know, for people with less means, can we offer some, you know, maybe on your, your websites, um, can you offer some education and support for people, maybe throw up a video of yourself, you know, teaching some things or direct them to the right resources where that information lies, like, um, so that people out there have some sense of how to how to walk into the hospital and 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 you know i guess i guess one of the things i often do is i talk to doulas of course about teaching the the brain you know b-r-a-i-n which we talk mm -hmm. about a lot in childbirth education but if some of the doulas on here um haven't used those tips the helping parents understand the benefits what's the b benefits are risks um you know a alternatives I, what's your intuition? And N, what about doing nothing? So even if you can educate a parent to know that they can at least stop the process if it's not an emergency, right? I always teach to my students um, and clients, if any medical intervention is being suggested, you know, can you stop and say, am I okay? Is the baby okay? And if the answer to both of those questions is yes, then you can ask for a little more time to think. And that's like a very simplistic sort of approach, but you know, even if we can tell people that, go in knowing that you can, is the baby okay, is the mother okay? Yes, can I have more time? And then you can go into your like, okay, let me think. Can I ask about the benefits, the risks? Are there any kind of non-medical alternatives? What does my intuition say? And then what if I just did nothing? Are we in an emergency situation? Because a lot of people don't realize like when you're in an emergency, the doctor or the midwife is basically gonna take control and tell you what you have to do. But most of the time, most situations are not emergencies. You know, it might be like, you just haven't dilated in six hours and we really think it's time to have a C-section. And if the, if the baby's okay and the, you know, the mom or the birthing parent's okay, maybe you haven't even thought to turn to your side. Like just move one time, right? So I think this is the prenatal education and or if you have the virtual doula, you'd be able to call them or be on that video. Um, I mean, one of the things I'm encouraging people as they work with virtual doulas or think about it is to have the virtual doulas talk to the parents and say, you know, I want you to talk to your midwife or doctor to ask them how are they going to help facilitate the presence of my doula or my partner through the virtual support, meaning, you know, will the bandwidth be enough of the internet? Will somebody help me hook up my phone? Um, a lot of doulas are buying these, like are, are telling parents to buy this kind of clamp system. There's a clamp and then a bendy kind of cord and another clamp on the other side that you can order really easily for like 20 bucks. Um, oh, that's a yeah. good tip. That's and then you really can good clamp tip. the phone onto your bed and it has this oh, bendy okay. arm. So, you know, you don't have to hold it. That is huge. We will have to find it and put it in the show notes because yeah. I think a lot of doulas will be 
that's just very helpful because I'm thinking, okay, there's this phone. I'm not going to hold the phone while I'm having a contraction. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Totally. So I think, yeah, we want to look at those things or, you know, if you have a doctor or midwife who's into it and able to help, and we have to recognize that our, everybody is very stretched thin in the hospitals right now. Um, but can they throw up also there's, there's tripods that can hold your phone or your iPad or whatever. That's another option. Um, you know, so I think giving, thinking about these kind of tools, also even like rebozos or scarves, right. And sharing yeah. that with the, with the birthing parents that they can tie that on themselves, just having a piece of fabric that they can tie around their waist and pull tightly to give themselves a little pressure or to hold a hot pack or cold pack, whereas the doula would have held that before. Now without the doula, how do they do this kind of thing? So, yeah. Yeah. And this it. is where it's also a unique opportunity. I think that, um, doulas and anybody working with a birthing person is uniquely positioned right now. Like I said before, my brain obviously goes into like business opportunities and how can you be agile? How can you mm -hmm. become, how can you adapt really well? And in my brain, of course, now are buzzing like 500 PDFs, <laughs> like mm -hmm. the talks, the webinars, the PDFs, the the ability of resources that you can give your client in advance, like the, here is a PDF for all the different things you can utilize on yourself. Obviously, like you said, in the moment, they might not be thinking, where's my PDF? However, right. however, one tool, give them one tool or two tools and how do you present that? And I think there's a lot of opportunity here for people to be creative in how they are interfacing and interacting with their client. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, yeah, yeah. I mean, even simple things, right? Like, like the, the fine tooth hair comb, <laughs> like giving that idea to your birthing parent, like we might learn about gripping a comb, um, in your hand in labor as doulas. We, we learn all of these things, but to a parent, like that's such a simple tool. They probably have it at home or anything, even using their Correct. fingernails to push into their hand, um, during the contraction. And, and then I think actually we haven't really talked about the other Thing. I mean, we're going to be, our virtual support becomes much more emotional and informational, but I think we're going to end up doing a lot more guided imagery, Exactly. Um, you know, yeah. and I think that's a place where doulas, some doulas don't feel as confident. Like some are very into that. I know when I started, I actually didn't like, I, I was very shy of my voice. Actually, I was not a public speaker then, which is fascinating now that I talk <laughs> to people all the time and, and teach, but, um, you know, I always felt a little nervous. Like it wasn't my wheelhouse to do these guided imageries. Over time, I, I trained a lot more and then I got a lot better and I realized that the parents really responded well. Even people who normally would say, no, I don't meditate or I don't like that stuff or I don't, I don't go to yoga. I, I don't like it when they do that. I found that they actually, people in labor really respond well to calm voices, even if I'm saying nothing, you know, I could count or be reading a grocery list, but in a really calm, nice voice. And I'm like, no, and eggs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. They're just listening to the sound. So that's one of the things I think doulas right now want to brush up on their kind of counseling skills and their guided mm -hmm. imagery skills. Um, I've been leading parents on Zooms about these different mental distraction techniques that can be really helpful. I taught a parent a couple yesterday, they're having a cesarean birth scheduled in a couple weeks. And she, her big question was like, how, 
how do I not get overwhelmingly anxious right before the birth when I'm laying there on the operating table? Like I thought he was going to be standing next to me. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, this is how I'm going to give you a few tools. You know, she said, I don't really like the breathing stuff. It doesn't really work for me. And I said, have you ever tried, you know, listening to the different sounds in your environment, you know, and there's an exercise where you can help people listen to a very far away sound and then a close sound and then the sound of my voice and then the sound of their breath. And then the sound maybe of the anesthesiologist and the ticking and the heartbeat that, you know, and so I kind of ran her through this exercise in her apartment virtually and she really responded well to it. She's like, oh, that totally calmed me down and distracted me. And I was like, okay, so that's a tool you now have for yourself when you go into the labor, you know? So I think, I think it's about doulas, like getting creative about different ways we can prepare the parents saying, we're here for you on, you know, you can call my cell anytime. You can text me anytime. We can video anytime. Um, and then giving more postpartum support, but chunking it in those shorter those shorter visits and check-ins. I also think, and I wonder what you think about this, is that, and you spoke to it a minute ago, well, a while ago, but (laughs) this idea that if on one hand, we want our clients to be empowered, and on the other hand, we don't want them to be terrified, and we play a large role in that. So if we ourselves as the providers are panicking and freaking and thinking that like, there's no way you can get through a birth by yourself, we're transmitting that energy off as well. And even in very subconscious patterning and how we talk and communicate and the tips that we're not giving. (laughs) So you were talking about this idea of being, you know, first we allow our clients to grieve, but I also think, and then you said you have this solo and strong, is that with those? Yeah, birthing, birthing solo and strong. Yeah, and I think it's so important to remember that, that not only are they solo and strong, but we as the providers must be strong as well. And how we think about, if we honestly think that our clients will have a bad outcome and that mindset, then we shouldn't be serving any clients. But I, there can be this very negative um, predictionist mindset, especially in the birth world, about this is going to happen and that's going to happen and finding that balance between being educated, but yet, but yet having faith. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm seeing a lot of people freaking out doulas and otherwise and posting about it on their socials. And I'm wondering what, what is your take on all of this? Yeah. Well, I think same as the parents, the doulas do need the space to grieve and freak out. Yes, um, exactly. But in, in community with each other, right? We, we need that to like have these forums for ourselves. Like what, you know, I've been holding, I know our Metro doula group has been holding them and you guys have been talking to doulas and um, we need to allow that, that space first. And then we need to say, but this is what it is. And part of why it is, is because we are in a huge pandemic crisis And so it's not like they're banning even quote doulas. Like last week when they banned doulas, I I didn't feel like they were banning doulas. They were banning extra people. Um, Right. And, and we have to really be like, okay, I don't know if the banning the partners, you know, from it, I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know if it makes sense because that partner person of course is intimately like with them already. And um, they're living in the same home together and in the same structure together. And so there's a lot more complexity in, in deciding to ban partners. But again, for the, the, the people who have done it, 
um, that has happened. And I think we have to go, this is the reality. So yeah, if we're just panicking and freaked out and we just tell our moms, you know, and our birthing parents, there's no hope, forget it. <laughs> yeah. What do they yeah. have? <laughs> so I, I, I love that you said, um, that doulas also need to mourn the loss, you know, because I think a lot of doulas are really stressed out because we are givers and we care about our clients so much and we care about their birth so much. And we see, like, we've seen some shit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, let's be real. Sure. Like we see, we see the good, we see the bad, we see uh, like everything in between. And I think sometimes we're just worried. We're worried about our yeah. clients. And I think, like you said, rather than projecting that on them, I think we need to come together. Like don't doula by yourself. Find a community right. of doulas that you can unload your feelings about this to so that you're not interjecting fear and worry into your client relationship. Right. I mean, that's true, right? All the time when we're doulas, we're not supposed to be bringing our personal feelings about Absolutely. epidurals or home births or whatever we have a personal feeling about. I'm supposed to be there for my client to support them and to listen to them and help them find what it is they want to do and help them find that place um, without judgment and, and really be there for them in this kind of true support. But I, I also, I can't, say that it's not true that I am, I am worried. I'm worried that our C-section rate is going to go up right now. So for, you know, I am worried that we're going to see a lot of trauma um, on the outside after the baby is born. Um, I am worried that there's going to be more of that and, and that, um, you know, I, I'm worried about the parents at home after who, who had, I've gotten so many emails from people, you know, who hired their postpartum doula at Uber and were like, I was going to have four weeks of care and now I can't yeah. have anybody at my house, you know, so there's, there's so much out there. So I do, I do feel worried, but I also feel like I know that parents can do this. Yes. I know that people can go birth their babies and I know babies come out of people. And I know that if we can prepare them because it's all again it's about it's about mindset and going okay you have a sorry you're now birthing in a completely different set of circumstances mm -hmm. and and like let's let's talk about how to make that happen so like one yeah. of the things you know tips for how to stay connected to your partner if your partner can't come in even like whether that's bringing bringing something that smells like them in a good way right mm -hmm. yeah. like mm -hmm. something that reminds you so you can that's a good good tip. yeah, yeah. And stay connected i mean all of, all of that right now. And I think, and I think being flexible right now in our businesses, I think this is a time, yep. like you, you know, you said being agile, we, I, like I said, I spent, you know, literally a week and a half just converting two companies to provide a completely different set of services and, Absolutely. and figure it out. And, you know, you say to people like, look, I'm figuring it out. And maybe you don't have the exact right fee the first time you offer it to somebody, you just try something out. And you'll start to realize like, oh, maybe I didn't charge right for this. You tweak it for the next client. Yeah, right. yeah absolutely. Right. And my pro tip is that I, in light of all of this, quickly launched this 14-day, a dollar a day workout. And we had like 500 people sign up. And then Amazing. I started getting emails every day though, because the way it worked was that your video expired in 24 hours and you got a new one, but many people weren't getting to it. So I was suddenly getting, which I'm not used to many angry emails. I didn't get my video. I didn't do day three. How come now day four? A lot. I was fielding it. And my pro tip was everyone is freaking out. 
everyone is in insane amounts of stress. They're feeling stressed, entitled, whatever they're feeling, and they're taking it out on you. And I I was able to not take it personally. And I just want to say that for anybody listening, your clients might not be very nice to you right now. They might act very entitled. And the best thing you can do as a professional is stay grounded and calm and not take it personally and just put your best professional foot forward with, like you just said, I'm doing my best. Let me try to, let me try to solve this problem. So we can be part of the problem or part of the solution. Totally. Such amazing advice. I mean, I had the same thing when we, we launched a webinar last week where I invited um, an OBGYN and a pediatrician and lactation consultant um, for our first webinar. And we announced that and we got, you know, we had 500 signups. I didn't realize that my Zoom account blocked at 100 at yes. the time. Oh, right? Yes. I didn't yes. know. And all these people had set aside time yes. and they were there. And yeah. and it was, you know, oh, I got so many. Well, I got you forgot mostly- to record it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, on top of everything, right? We only had 100 people come in. 400 were waiting and couldn't get in. And then on top oh. of that, yes, we didn't actually record it. Yeah. Because, yeah. because um, yeah. right, we had the HIPAA compliance software that I had bought for Uber. So I I thought that before, by the way, do doulas know that they, they are not allowing you to use not HIPAA compliant platforms right now. Um, all of telemedicine, apparently they pulled back on the requirements for HIPAA compliant software. So apparently FaceTime and other things that are not HIPAA compliant are okay. Great. But Uber had, you know, we had paid to do the HIPAA compliant. So what, how did you solve that problem? You had many angry people and you had the same situation. Now what? Now, so I just, you know what, I spent, oh, I actually responded to everybody individually. I said, I, I said, so sorry, this is a really stressful time for all yeah. of us. And I, we just re-recorded it and here, here's the link and thank you. And most people were amazing. Actually, I got a ton of not angry emails also like, I'm so sorry, I couldn't get in. Is there any way you could send me the yep. recording? And then we bought the higher level so we could have more people and we learned from it. But I think like what you're saying, like we're all just doing our best. We were all very stressed out ourselves. Um, Everybody is with their own families, you know, protecting their families and And losing money. The reality of our business is crashing. Our partners losing their jobs. It's super stressful. I think we need to definitely just stay grounded and not get drawn into the drama of emotional despair. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to wrap up our call with you because I'd like to talk to you for five more hours, but I know that we're all on a time limit. Tell us, plug yourself. Where can people find you? How can they find you? What might you be offering in the coming weeks? Yeah. um, So you can find me at two places. Please visit getboober.com. And we'll post a link. Don't worry. Okay, great. So that's for Boober. And at Boober, again, you can find a virtual birth doula, a virtual lactation consultant, virtual mental health support for people who are pregnant or postpartum. Um, They are specializing in mental, um, sorry, in pregnancy and postpartum. And you can also find postpartum support. Boober also has a resources page, our COVID-19 resources page, which has the webinars I've done with the OPGYNs and nutrition. So we hope to visit that. And then please visit birthday presents um, and you'll send the link, but because it's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E at the Mm -hmm. end of there. Um, I'm teaching a class weekly now called you know, Birthing Solo and Strong. Um, and so that would be great to visit. And all of our classes are live and interactive. So you can take infant CPR, you can take breastfeeding, newborn care, 
um, childbirth class express, all of that. And we're actually launching this week a whole bunch of one hour topicals. So pain coping techniques, deep breathing techniques. We're going to be doing a deep dive into the epidural, all sorts of different like one hour topicals. So perfect. That's exactly how to be agile and flexible and adaptive. That's exactly perfect. It's been amazing speaking with you. I love that our paths have finally crossed. I'm saddened by the circumstances, but it's so nice to finally speak with you. Yeah, it's so great to talk to both of you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the One Strong Mama podcast for birth professionals. If you haven't already, please leave us a rating and a review. We really do appreciate all of the support. If you are a birth worker with an inspiring client, or if you have a birth pro in mind that we should definitely chat with, please email us at podcast at onestrongmama.com. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at onestrongmamaprenatal for tips for all stages of pregnancy. And definitely join in on the discussion in the One Strong Mama Facebook community group. See you here next time. This episode is brought to you by the One Strong Mama program, the game-changing prenatal and postnatal program that prepares the body for pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Based on the Body Ready Method, teaching birth and fitness pros how to assess and train prenatal clients. Go to onestrongmama.com to learn more.